0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. We've reached episode 641. They said it couldn't be done. They said 640 was enough for anyone, allegedly, and then denied saying it. Um, but we can't deny that we're doing another show, and uh, I'm rambling.
1: I'm Sebastian Peak. Let's introduce the rest of the, the cast. I'm they can Jeremy introduce Elstrom, themselves. I think. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm going to be Brett Van Spurenberg tonight.
0: Okay. Still. I think you play the Brett Van Spurenberg role rather well.
1: It's a skin. It's an it archetype. An
0: it's a PC per archetype yeah. now. Uh, let's get that boilerplate out of the way, shall we? Yeah. Well, you can subscribe to when we go live for events like this podcast recording session by going to pcpurcom slash subscribe. You can help support the site at patreon.com slash
1: Brett, do we have any Patreon news? You know that we do, and I just want to give a helpful shout out to, well, thank you for being helpful, I should say, to our uh, new, latest patron, and their name is, I, I want to get this wrong, it's like Malafi AMC. I can't help but think that's a reference to like a stock of some sort, maybe AMC, maybe? I don't know. I'm not sure what he means by that, but uh, thanks for the support and um, really appreciate it. So go yes. AMC all the way.
0: Yeah, AMC made some interesting-looking vehicles.
1: That's classic. Um, they did. Like the, the Javelin. There was the Pacer. The Pacer hmm. was excellent. The Javelin also. AMX, um, good, great car. Yeah. The Eagle series, they were well, pretty Well, the four-wheel drive one, Josh, I think had some merit to it. I think that's one of the very yeah. first four-wheel drive sort of station wagon car-like, you know, lifted vehicle from the factory. Yeah, so I knew, Galvin you know, that had, had the, the
2: sport version. And that was a solid-looking little vehicle. And it performed.
1: And, yeah, it was four-wheel yeah. drive. So ran around yeah, in the snow without cool. a problem.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: so the, um, this guy's definitely into the AMC of old. I'm sure that that's what he means.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: We need to move yes. on to segment number one. It's the most important segment. Forget graphics card launches. Josh, talk about Me. food food it's useful food. for survival
2: uh so let me pull up what this was because my brain well it's
0: okay so <laughs> Jeez, okay people talk about not, food. finally just pay attention to I'm me no, really talk about food let's stop
2: beating around the bush let's get to what we're doing the Sam Riggs burger I don't know who in the hell Sam Riggs is but this is unique this is probably the first time I ever other than pineapple have had fruit on a burger and it's not an expected fruit it's strawberries Who puts strawberries on burgers well apparently these people do Sam Riggs burger two beef patties arugula because not everybody can afford their arugula Caramelized onions, strawberry compote. Is that how you pronounce that? Compote? Compote?
0: Compote. Comp- compote sounds too much like compost. And let I me think tell you. Com- I, I from watching TV shows about cooking, they, they say compote. I'm going to have compote. to agree. Yeah, fine. Strawberry Survey compost. says.
2: Compote dang. is strawberry essentially crushed, crushed fruit in a sugary water solution right anyway and then the balsamic reduction i mean who puts this on burgers so you think that why would you want to put sweet on a burger but then you put the balsamic reduction on top of that and it just changes it all it offsets offsets that sweetness with with the with the vinegar and the base and 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 then you really have the arugula and the beef come to the fore and this was a shockingly satisfying burger. It was, I mean, I usually like spice on my burger. obviously no spice here, but it was tasty, and I ate it quickly because it was just so stinking good. The things that come together, maybe not in my mouth, but someone else's, but anyway, uh, it's a fantastic fantastic burger and I cannot I mean if, if ever you wanted to come visit Laramie this was you not gotta go to the Oregon burger Ball. to start with uh, Oh,
0: that, strawberries no, and arugula you're like oh come to all the way to Laramie Wyoming not for the, the naughty not for one of the classics that I've had a hundred times mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. arugula and strawberry burger yeah well Sam Is this Riggs, are you do you live in Oregon now did you move I did not. <laughs> the I northwest not. <laughs>
2: uh, is this okay. still locally sourced beef and uh, you know buns. Don't know about the strawberry because they, they don't grow real well up here. But yeah, everything else was okay. fantastic. It was it, it was it was
0: at eight point three out of ten. How about that? How dare you, igloo two that's, in the YouTube chat? I could do exact. without Josh's weekly burger. Well, you know what? We're not going <gasps> to stop. Dozens of people probably dozens. like this there are segment. Dozens
1: <laughs> of like 20, 25 yeah. Ones of people no. have
0: com- com- complimented this segment.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: I'm not going to get into my questions. I wanted to know if it was uh, if the arugula had been blanched, if it was still raw. Uh, so many raw. Why well, you don't call oh, it rocket? Raw. Raw yeah. arugula tastes like I just go out into an abandoned lot and just start eating the tall weed stuff. Yeah, you know, but like, that, that's a, well, that, that again, it, it offsets the strawberry. <laughs> don't put the strawberry on it. If you have to literally eat weeds and garbage to offset the taste of something, just don't put it on there. A burger <sighs> is good. A bun is good. Fries are good. Why are you putting strawberry preserves?
3: Why are we listening to the vegetarian? Boat, I don't care. Burger, but okay. Yeah, was, exactly. It was good,
1: and the <laughs> fries were good. <laughs> you know, too, so <laughs> all of all of his comments, all of his comments tonight are coming from behind a fern. So we could probably just miss, just, uh, but just not two ferns. There's only one fern here. Yeah, your your comments are from behind one fern. I yeah, think we're gonna we label fern. it like all that. Right, can we?
2: Yep. Let, let's. I don't know. Can we? Do we want yes. to?
1: No, I don't
0: want to. Okay, we don't, don't really want Lord. to. But we can. Out. Okay, hold on. We talked about this last week. It happened shortly after the. The week prior's show, AMD announced the RX sixty-six hundred XT. So it's going to be their new, I guess we'll call it mid-range graphics card. But it almost seems like, uh, I don't know what to call it. What were the cards? What were the RX four hundred and eighty and five hundred and eighty cards considered? Were they considered mid-range back then at two hundred dollars? Yeah. Okay. Yes, definitely. Two hundred to two fifty. So modern mid-range, of course is the price of of last-gen high-end. I was remembering with fondness, almost. I I never thought I would miss July 7, 2019. It was a stressful week. I didn't sleep probably a day or two before the launch because there was so much work to do because the Ryzen processors were launching along with new graphics cards. There was a new architecture. There was a lot of stuff to cover. But the important thing is that was the era of the $399 high-end graphics card launch. 5700 XT announced at 449 Then, oh, JK, we just did that to jabate NVIDIA, as Scott Herkelman put it, and they actually launched at $399 for the 5700 XT. And they lowered the price on the 5700 as well. It's so like $349. So it, those prices... I'd forgotten. I was shocked. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Yeah.
2: You're saying that over two years, you're paying the same amount MSRP for the same performance.
0: Yes. Isn't that amazing? But you
2: increased your efficiency,
1: right? True. Oh, dramatically.
0: Dramatically. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So how much do you care about saving 100 watts? Because that's what this is. Although you can't... Well, if you're a miner... Right. Well, if well, you're a minor. Yeah, if you're a minor, then a yeah. few. But, yep. you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. here is the first one. AMD sent along a graphics card for the launch. And it's super weird because AMD's embargo was up on the 10th at 9 a.m. You'd think, oh, give people a day to decide, read all the reviews, decide if they want to buy this on launch day. But partners couldn't release reviews until the day of launch. So we had a Sapphire card review go up today even though I had already published an MSI review. So just, it was weird. Anyhow, they talked about how this was gonna be a high FPS 1080p card. And if you look, we talked about this before, but just to rehash briefly, 32 compute unit GPU, only has 128 bit memory interface. And the infinity cache is only 32 megabytes. And as you know, that is significantly less than the 6700 XT. So what does that mean? Well, it means we're targeting 1080p gaming performance instead of 1440p. What's interesting about this, Josh, is that what's interesting about it? This is Navi 23. This is a mobile chip, kind of. No way. And you kind of you get that impression when you realize, oh, this is actually only a by eight. And I look up Navi 23 to refresh my memory, and sure enough, the 6600M uses Navi 23, but it's got some of the, um, you know. Compute units disabled, doesn't have as many streaming processors, but this I don't know why I didn't even have this on here. It's twenty, it's twenty forty eight, two thousand forty eight, and this is a two hundred thirty seven millimeter squared chip. So it's pretty small for a SMC. GPU. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's a quarter a, yeah.
1: quarter the size of the sixty. It's not small right? for a
0: mobile. GPU. Think about it. What oh. if you could take a mobile GPU and up the TDP a little bit and put it on, you know, expansion cards that can, you can put a hefty cooler on and run it at really high clock speeds? And that's, yeah, that's just, what this just increase
2: is. that TDP from, uh, you know, 35 watts up to 150. <laughs> Some amazing throughput numbers.
0: Yeah. And here's the card. This is the yeah. first one. This is the MSI Gaming X 8G. Which has a pretty substantial cooler on it, as you can see, it's got the uh, the cutaways in the back, the slots to allow air to pass through, kind of like an RTX card. And these have this has vertical fins, so you're still going to be dumping a bunch of air against the motherboard and out into the cage.
2: Okay, I've I've, I've got to make one comment yeah, here. Yeah. Even though it's a by eight card, it it fills out the entire by sixteen slot, and so I'm just really confused by that.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: It's, I mean, are they just are those contacts just not connected to
0: anything? I gotta wait for the gamer's Nexus teardown. You know, I I didn't take my <laughs> card apart.
1: Maybe it's just for stability's purpose to kind of fill up the slot so that mm. it doesn't sag as much. Perhaps. Mm.
0: Well, the uh, yeah, no. the other card I tested, which is going back <laughs> to Sapphire tomorrow. Um, this is one in my hand here.
1: E- even though the card is only is only connected to 8x it is designed to be you know more pcie 4.0 which has roughly the same bandwidth as pcie 3 16x which leaves more lanes available for potentially other devices that's nice yeah, well, we come yeah that's try and look at it okay there's a positive this is the part, way to look
0: at by it. the way here it is at newegg <laughs> this is not a third party it's sold and shipped by newegg the price is 579 $579, 579 plus 9 shipping.
1: Jeremy, I don't think you meant that. I sense that you didn't mean it. it
0: yeah. Okay. I'll, Just in case you have Seriously. I, I'll briefly go over this because it's kind of important. Um, the test setup has changed. So the GPU test bed is new. And I didn't use any old numbers. So I had to retest everything that's in this review from scratch. This is a Ryzen 7 5800X. Using the correct... 3,600 memory, it's actually that really nice G-Skill Trident Z Neo set, it's 32 gigs, 16 by 2, CL-14, 3,600 DDR4, super low latency stuff, so the Ryzen is running with the 1,800 F-Clock, and it's the Crosshair 8 Hero Wi-Fi board, but it's the latest BIOS 3703, which is Agisa V2, it's 1.2.0.3 patch C, which I'm sure is already out of date. But that's what I used. And it's Windows 21H1 build 19043.928. Freshly installed. All the latest drivers, including the press driver, which has now been released. It's 21.8.1 for support for the new GPU. But look at the results. Here's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Or Valhalla, however you pronounce that. Oh Valhalla The 5700 XT is about a frame, frame and a half per second faster than this MSI 6600 XT. We're talking 94.5 and 95.9 frames per second. They're very close, and they stay close. They're right there with each other. Here's F1 2019. High refresh? Yes, indeed. Over 200 frames per second at 1080 Ultra in this game, and... 221 frames per second from the 6600 XT, 224 frames per second from the 5700 XT. And the similarities are across the board and they're at 1440 as well. In fact, things tighten up a little bit at 1440 in some of the reviews I've looked at. So definitely optimized for 1080, but overall, if you know what a 5700 XT can do, which is roughly a 1080
1: Ti level of
0: performance. Then
3: you Which already was, know. It was like a 1440 peak card, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it kind of was, yeah. Uh, you you mean. know
0: what this one can do. So, two years later, and here's mm-hmm. some power numbers just at the wall with a gold rated power supply. This card was pulling 290, total system actually was pulling 290. And this card has a 160 watt TDP. So the processor was pulling over 100 watts on its own, m- memory storage, all that stuff overhead from the PSU. The 5700XT 384. So almost 100 watts lower power draw with the exact same system and roughly the same performance. So it it is a much more efficient card RDNA 2 with this infinity cache. It's pretty remarkable what they're doing with what is essentially a mobile GPU, so uh,
2: unfortunately, this uh, so so needed to be a three twenty nine or less card. less card. So needed what's, to one hundred twenty eight bit memory bus. Yes, GDDR six is getting up there in price, but
0: right everything here. else
2: just screams. I mean, it's it's a mobile part. It, it doesn't pull nearly as much power, so you don't have to have the robust PCB and power delivery they're they're making so much money it's it's not even funny and it's and you know what and, and i i hate to say it but maybe in 5 months their house of cards is going to fall on them and they're going to have so much inventory because something's going to crash and people are going to be selling these on eBay and retailers are going to have a tremendous amount of stock and then you know the demand has just been exhausted and it's going to suck for them Maybe that's just me being dreamy about... Yeah, yeah, but... (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't wish ill on people. They've worked hard. They should be rewarded for their work. They put out some really, really interesting products over the past year, but I swear to God, MBAs ruin everything.
0: They do. You want want to know something that ruins my testing I this little sapphire card that's significantly smaller and way lighter yeah, uh, than the other card the MSI card so
1: you're you're implying it's, a lot less metal in the well, heat sink right I'm thinking saying. this
0: is going to not perform as well and it's an MSRP card this is a stock $379 card right here the pulse oh, the so sapphire that's not OC
1: where the, the MSI one OC. was OC very slightly oh, OC okay. but okay. look at the mm.
0: performance The Sapphire Pulse, when I tested it with the same drivers, leapfrogged, at least in Assassin's Creed. But, I mean, we're talking one to two frames per second difference between these cards anyway. It had slightly better performance than the 5700 XT. And with the exception of Metro Exodus, outperformed the MSI card. So, under load, it was actually maintaining slightly higher frequencies. It it does have an interesting advantage, though. This card, Mm. the Sapphire. Temps. Look at the... Heatsink. Horizontal fins. Oh. Instead of being vertical. Yeah. Like uh if you look at the which? card sideways, like the Okay. Right, the the fins go this way instead of this way. What are you saying? The what are oh, the um So air blows huh. through the card and it a lot of it actually oh. exhausts out the back. Exhausts. Unusual gotcha. for a card that looks like this, it, but Quite a bit of warm air was coming out the back of this card and some still comes out these slots upward towards mm-hmm. your RAM, but with good case airflow, I actually had a good amount of airflow entering the back and going through the card, so it, it performed quite well under load. No, you did I did. I did. No, <laughs> no look at the way the fan's going. It's pulling it all in and pushing it all out. You know what I'm saying? It's going all over the place, but my theory is that, I mean, okay, for a card what does what this one weigh? It's ridiculous it, how little this one weighs. Uh... I actually weighed it on my kitchen scale because it felt so light. Okay, this one is twenty-one point three ounces. The the that's, MSI that's, card that's, that's is over
2: less thirty-one. Than the steak I ate last week.
0: So it's, it's <laughs> ten ounces lighter than the MSI card. It's smaller. It, the other one's like ten inches. This so one nine and a half. It's. But the load temps were only about three degrees warmer than the MSI. But for some reason, the performance is higher. I don't know.
2: Do you do think you that we're anything? kind of pushing
0: these chips to the <laughs> ragged
2: edge? And I mean, you know, all of the stuff that they've built into them to, you know, retain a tremendous amount of performance by turning things off dynamically and and, and adjusting power and all that stuff in in milliseconds. Again, we're, I think we're just at that ragged edge of of what we can do with 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 process technology it's 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 and and i mean you can throw more cooling at it but unless you get to minus 40 c where semiconductors turn into superconductors i don't know i mean is obviously a very bad cooling solution is going to have a negative effect but if they're mediocre too well the difference is going to be minimal. There's so many built-in uh, factors about how each chip is run. And we're talking 12 billion transistors? Is that how many are in this freaking
0: thing? Uh, 11, I think. Close it- enough. Uh- yeah, eleven eleven thousand million. So eleven billion.
2: eleven billion transistors. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me?
0: Yes, yes. Technology how is how many just ways like magic.
2: can you skin a cat? When when you talk about eleven billion, that's that's a lot. There's design. There's is really going something becomes
0: so important. There's really something to your
1: life. cooling observation because I just saw the GPU Z clocks are actually lower know. on the Sapphire. That's why
0: I just I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what, I've got to return this card anyway. I'd love to retest everything if I had time, but I can't keep Uh, it. So I'll just retest the MSI that we actually get to hold on to because AMD sent that one. And that'll be the Okay, Here's what you need to do. You get those
2: cans of the dust off, right? Mm. And you start spraying it in there. And you're gonna super cool it all, and oh, plus like turn it you gotta down, like, do like wear
0: the tetrafluorothane. So it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, really yeah cold. and plus yeah, you gotta wear some mittens yeah.
2: because that, that can is gonna get like, real cold. This is real like fast. Yeah. the cheesiest
0: yeah. uh, alternative to liquid nitrogen you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can imagine. yeah. yeah. it's
2: cheap, and plus feel you'll think feel you really do. good at the end of it in a small <laughs> space. Yes, you
3: <laughs> will. <laughs> the other thing you should do is grab a a, a high lead pencil and uh complete those traces and see what yeah, happens. I,
0: I think so. I could turn this into a sixty seven hundred XT. Even though it's a different oh, GPU. Yeah. Well entirely. Yeah. Somehow. Although no, I think this is like a full fat uh Navi twenty three, isn't it? I think yeah, twenty four is all there is. <laughs> and there ain't any more. No. <clears throat> any more. So it's on this really exciting... just a question of uh Keeping it
1: cool. You just have to keep it cool. I I guess that, in fact,
2: a lot of those uh, traces are not connected to anything, so Mm. there you go. Hence the pencil. It's all dead.
0: Start doodling. By the way, to sort of do a sanity check, I I always look at everybody else's reviews the morning of. I was very pleasantly uh, not surprised, I guess, but I was like validated that almost everybody was seeing the exact same relationship between this card and the 5700 XT. Almost to the it was like to the 10th of an FPS in some of the re- reviews I was reading it. Like, it's like, yeah, this is the same. It's almost exactly the same. It just depends on the game, whether it's going to be tied or a frame or two ahead or below. So, like, th- mm. that, that's kind of where things used to be. Every year, you'd have last year's flagship level performance from the card below in the new generation. Like, let's a, a, use NVIDIA as an example, because the numbers are easier to remember for me. A seven seventy was a six eighty. It wasn't just like a six eighty. It was just a six eighty. It was the same architecture, same amount of memory, same number of CUDA cores. It was just called a seven seventy the next year, and then we had the seven eighty and seven eighty Ti up on top of it. And then mm-hmm. so on and so on. So you would expect that
1: a 5- so fifty seven hundred XT would become the sixty six hundred XT. This mm, year. But it's where, been twenty years. Do you think- where do you think the 1080p value proposition is right now? You know, dollars per frame. What's your gut feel on it?
0: Gut feel? Yeah. Pricing doesn't mean anything right now. Well, if it you did. You can't talk if about value MSRP. at all. If it was MSRP, uh, it still sucks. Because the, 5600, <laughs> okay. the 5700 XT launched at $399 2 years ago. Yeah, but it's gone. It's yeah. gone. It's, you can't it, buy that la- anymore. Okay. You want to talk about value. Prices are supposed to go down. And performance is supposed to go up over time. You'd if, like And I understand when prices go up a little bit because of inflation and that makes sense. But prices are completely out of whack because of all the reasons that we know. And Mm -hmm. they're just everybody's taking advantage of the situation. And AMD fans were probably calling for them to start charging higher prices when they were offering similar performance but always having to undercut NVIDIA. Like they were very competitive Mm -hmm. but always the cheaper option.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was calling for them to raise prices on Ryzen because it was so far so. It's it's the default option for enthusiasts right now. You don't build Intel systems unless you have some specific need to. They dominate laptops still because of agreements in place with laptop makers. Fine. What about DIY enthusiasts? That part of the landscape is AMD right now. They own it. So it's just a question of whether you're going to do B550 or X570 or what. That's it. It's not, should I go Intel or AMD for my next enthusiast build? That discussion is over. Let let me ask you this, though.
2: Is there even a need for 1080p gaming now, even at high refresh rates? Because you can get a 1440p, 144 hertz monitor, good one, for under 300 bucks. Are they a little late in this push? Or, I mean, I I don't know many people who are buying 1080p monitors. Maybe that's just, you know, me saying I hardly know anybody who voted for Nixon in
0: 1972. But, you know, it's 80%. AMD's marketing shows the same numbers like the Steam survey numbers. 80% of people are on a 1080p monitor. That's what their excuse is for only having 8 gigabytes of memory. After being the company that had 16 gigs across the board before,
3: 67.2%, down by 1% this month. Oh, okay. And and the multi monitors
0: are
1: 3840 by 1080. I assume gains were 1440p. I don't
0: know. Okay. On the one hand, you can say, yeah, gamers are at 1080p, the vast majority, not this 4% at 4K or whatever it is. No, okay. Mm -hmm. But you're selling an <clears throat> add-in board through your partners. This is the, the territory of enthusiasts. This is the territory of DIY. This is not the 1080p territory. People who build their own PCs and spend $400 plus on a graphics card probably game at 1440 or higher. You know, both my kids
2: still use an RX 580. What? Because it was a great card. And he does 1080, 144. I mean, he doesn't do really heavy duty stuff. It's all, you know, Rocket League and League of Legends and whatnot. But yeah, that'll reach that then. Yeah, but he's he's not going to pay 400 bucks for a card, much less 579.
1: No, Josh, he's waiting for you to buy it for him. You're going to buy it for him eventually.
2: Oh, Lord. I already paid for insurance. (laughs) Give
0: him that 38. cell phone. Give him the 6700 X... Or you have a 6800 XT? Nobody's touching that.
2: Hey. Yeah, I still have the Merc, and I... I'm halfway through that. Okay. I'm going to retest it. You know what? Honestly... Because we're finally going to get where you can maybe actually buy a 6800 right. XT.
0: Maybe it felt like yeah. it was a late review, but really it was a timely review because when it publishes, <laughs> you're actually going to be able to buy one. You're right. Yeah. When the 7700 XT is launched.
2: That is not well 7700 XT is not going to be anytime soon. I'm sorry. They're not going to get 5 nanometer shit out here within the next What if it's 7 months. nanometer
0: plus plus? Seven uh, uh, nanometer no, plus plus no, plus.
2: TSMC doesn't roll that way. Come on. They've made they refined. They've massaged they, the process. They do. Josh.
1: They do. You would love, love me that means to be angry. Their yield gets better. Their yield gets better.
2: Yeah. Well, my hands get softer with the more lotion I use, but that doesn't. Uh...
0: <clears throat> okay. Can we move past this? I don't know. Can we? I don't know. Can't, Cannot unsee. <laughs> Probably cannot see I, I do want to, uh, is this the next topic? What, let's see here. Yeah. Next topic. Uh, real quick. I, I, I miss Alan in general, but I feel like he would have had a lot of fun with a product like this. This was one of the most ludicrous things I've seen in a while. And Tweaktown had a review of Sabrent's Rocket 4 Plus Destroyer. When I saw a destroyer in the like old oh, clickbaity headline, no, 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 that's the product name. It's described as thirty-two terabytes and twenty-eight thousand megabytes per second of awesome. It's a high-point RAID card. High point with eight. Yep. Sabrent Rocket Four Plus Four Terabyte ssds attached these are pci let me tell you 4. back
2: in the day high point had the best raid controller that you could add do. to a motherboard for the price points but anyway go ahead that's, no, that's fine that's better insane. Seems better
0: than adapt oh
2: look
1: at this yeah look at this you're, beautiful green josh what PCB. about what about dell perk you're forgetting
2: oh i'm trying to look at all those ssds it was pretty bad no, no, no. 3Ware was was who
1: you really wanted to go to, but you paid a price for that. Mm. I never never had any boards with with 3Ware, but I had High Point and then Perk. Anyway,
2: let's uh, let's go let's go to the insane insano yes. performance.
0: Cuz the the when you have something like this, and I I I wonder how much onboard RAM there might be acting as a cache cuz some of these Probably numbers none. were so high. It sounded like RAM, but then, as the reviewer pointed out, the, the speeds they were getting were higher than DDR4. Yeah, which, no, it's...
2: it's, huh, it's, it's okay, it's, there, there, there is... That is just a PCI 4.0 bridge in the middle there. Okay. Yeah. That is all doing does. lanes to each single one. And so you don't necessarily need... Um a cache because each of the SSDs has its own DDR4 cache you just have to have enough capacitors so that in case you have an unexpected shutdown it can still pass the data onto those SSDs that can then ride it and you'll be fine well not really but anyway uh yeah but no I mean in that situation it is it's going to be OS dependent and uh but probably the OS just sees it as a single by sixteen controller. Yeah, especially in RAID yeah. zero. And yeah.
3: then it, and so it actually it's shows up as one nice great. little
0: volume for you here. Yep. Yeah. Which they formatted God, as thirty uh, gigs the, yeah, of, 30, of 30 terabytes. <sighs> thirty terabytes. Sorry. Yeah. That's ludicrous, oh, it is, but it's yeah, awesome. RAID zero. Okay. They did twenty nine thousand gig, but yeah, with a five twelve K block size. Using the high point uh, software, so yeah, they did set it up, and look at the just running. Look at that! Hilarious. (laughs) Twenty-eight thousand five hundred and thirteen megabytes per second sequential. Do you know how fast your games would load with that? I don't know. I don't. Our games loading at. But the random is not great. No. No. No,
2: Well, it wouldn't be. No. Yeah, because it's designed for sequential. It's 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 all stream. Yep. And it's streaming
0: all right. (laughs) And on the AMD system, yeah. they had better read throughput as well. Well, PCIe four point oh. Well, the the C five ninety board has PCIe four point oh.
3: Oh, did they use the c five ninety? Well, then I thought they hmm. did.
0: Why? Why would on earth would they not? I have to go to the test setup. You know, this is like the ultimate video editing storage. Yeah, it was an eleven gen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's good point. But,
2: yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's not random access. I mean, that's going to be. Uh, it's going to be problematic because of just the way, I mean, think about how it finds data. Random access is going to suck for SSDs, but throughput, boy, if, if you're editing, that throughput's going to be awesome.
0: Hey, you know what has great random access? Optane. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I thought you were going to go someplace
3: else. Thank you for not mentioning that. And almost more expensive. I,
0: I just want to say, <laughs> I, <wanna> say <clears throat> I don't care about any of that. I just want this, and I want it now. Actually, I want it to have a real full-functioning keyboard, does it? Or is that just a... Because this picture that's right here, we're talking about the A500 Mini. This picture, I believe, is of an A500.
1: It looks like an A500, not although mini. the that impression in the upper right-hand corner was not stocked. That's that they did not the have Mini that right there. One. Wait, does it
0: have the... A slot? No.
1: Well, that's where the floppy was supposed to go. Yes. But that A500 logo in the upper corner was not there. That's theirs. I'm I'm really hoping this
0: actually has a keyboard. The A500 mini is coming, I think, next year. Yep. We've brought you a revolution in mini consoles because these are the guys who made the C64 Mini. Yep. So now the natural evolution is to go Amiga.
1: Of course it is. The Commodore Amiga. Coming soon, the Trash 80. (laughs) That would not be a step up.
0: Authentic (laughs) mouse, it it says.
1: I can't believe they they made that mouse as a USB. I mean, I might just want it just to plug into any old computer, actually, just to get that retro retro feel. I was... I'm
0: guessing this is just running an ARM processor and
1: emulation. Perhaps. can't imagine what else they'd use. I remember um, playing this one. The and the chess, I remember playing yeah, that one. Battle chess. I, I want lemmings. I want
0: lemmings badly, but Oh my gosh, yes. And Shadow of the you Beast. You can add your own games, I was reading. So Thank goodness. I guess if it doesn't have it, yeah. we can just add it. So it okay, it emulates the A five hundred, A six hundred, and A twelve hundred.
1: Oh, including AGA. Interesting. Progress. What's the emulator thing? Add your own games.
0: Seven twenty P at 720p. sixty
1: Hertz. Interesting. Yeah, like they never mix. really did that. No, uh, you don't say.
0: I like this <laughs> no, retro-looking box. It too. did not. It's
1: all well, good. Well, we can compare it to the original. It's all good stuff. Now, what Amiga do you have behind you? I have a legit A500 in this box. Oh, I see. Okay. With, with a, like I said before, with an O30 board in it with a coprocessor and uh, a fat Agnes and a 1 megabit chip memory with a, something in the trapdoor. And including soldered on bodge wires when I broke something. So, yeah. For the unboxing, we'll probably maybe have to do a special show some other time. Where I plug it in and maybe use it. I mean, it's not like a real unboxing. It's like uh, taking it out of storage kind of unboxing. Far used. It is a very used A500. And I uh, enjoyed it a lot when I was... Modifying it and playing around with it and programming stuff on it, Mm -hmm. you know, learning C way back then. I just I had the the Lattice C compiler on it. Nobody knows who that is anymore. But yeah, that taught me a lot about graphics programming and game programming. How did you look at JPEG images on that? Slowly, Uh, you know, we we (laughs) the Amiga had its own format, which I actually wrote a converter. Actually, programmed a converter using a Unix utility called XV at the time, actually wrote the Amiga uh, importer for the Unix XV system at the time. If you go and look at the source code of that, it has my name in it for the uh, the Amiga file format, the AIFFs.
0: Wait, AIFFs or Amiga? What did you think they were?
1: Well, IFF was, IFF was made by, um, it was image file format made by Electronic Arts, I do believe for the original Hmm. paint program I think, it was, I think it was Paint. And that was on Amiga. And it, it was expanded to AFF for Amiga format. Yeah, and I wrote the converter for the image viewer on, on Unix. Well, aren't you special? Well, it is sort of a mic drop moment, so I thought I'd take it. Are you talking AFF or AI? <laughs> well, it's congratulations. So the first congratulations. Again. <laughs> You're so time much in smarter than I am, it's yeah, not I'm even right. funny. <laughs> Sorry. Uh.
0: AIFF is an audio format. It's Apple... Like the equivalent of Wave, so you're saying A F
1: F? No, it it was called A I F F. Oh well, but this is this is a long time ago. and this was
0: back when Apple was was 1991, maybe 88. It was before the second coming of Steve Jobs.
1: As somebody else pointed out, it was the Atari ST era, so it was a while ago. Ooh.
0: Okay. Well, totally. uh, we'll, well, wait. there's not even a pre-order for this yet. I don't even know. We know how much it's going to cost. I think it's like $140. You're
2: correct. Did, uh, did 3DFX official uh, send you this link?
0: No, but we'll talk about that after
1: not we pause to hear from this week's podcast sponsor. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever because they have to be focused on managing and growing their business. They can't always afford to spend the time they wish they could on recruiting. Time spent searching for and interviewing the wrong candidates for a job opening could be time better spent growing a business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to find and hire the best candidates, now for free. Recently, I myself have had the opportunity to use the system to locate potential new positions and gain productive interviews. For your prospective new hires, the LinkedIn Jobs easy apply process is super quick, making it easy for your posting to attract potential qualified new hires very fast. You can create a job posting in minutes to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 750 million people. Focus on candidates with the skills and experiences you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Afterwards, use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and ultimately hire. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visited LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash pcpur. That's linkedin.com slash pcpur to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're back.
0: And remember last week we talked about, for some time, we went on and on. About 3DFX, and like, oh, wouldn't it be great if they did come back? I want to believe. And I was the cynical, angry voice, I think. I'd like to believe that I was extremely dismissive of this. Because, as it turns out, it was a bunch of hogwash all along. The big reveal turned out to be nothing. It was just some really contrived, lame humor. And then it went away, and the guy There's said, oh, deleting it's this it's it's account, culture. but... Uh, follow ATI parody for more, you know, great content or something. And then the ATI something like that. Official parody account was also deleted after people were razzing this person over there and they couldn't handle it. And then they there's all sorts of whining, complaining about how people couldn't take a joke. You know and how here, he was persecuted. Here's the thing. And, yep. Here's and the then thing. he visited us and left a comment. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, here's the
2: thing is the potential is there. How many people have taken a, a an old, abandoned logo and group and then have done something with it to try to road, ride on those coattails? I mean, uh, Vision Tech. I mean, they died. And then the current Vision Tech is a different uh, financial group that, that grabbed that name up, and they still sell video cards and uh, mm-hmm. other things, Um they, they tried to do with diamond. And so it's not out of the realm of possibility that somebody grabbed the abandoned logos and, and the stuff that they could get um, about 3D effects and, and release products based on it. But, you know, initially it sounded like it would be they would get rebrand cards they would take either from ati or amd or well amd and, and nvidia intel made more and sense. uh to have a have a sticker version but also yep. you know go into like soundbars you know get a cheap 75 sound bar slap 3dfx on it and sell it for 115 dollars. and it just there are options out there for groups that that do this stuff and so it was not beyond the realm of possibility that somebody did this. Uh, it was beyond the realm of possibility that they would develop their own graphics chips in a short amount of time because IP design, a mid-range card with 11 billion transistors. Nobody can do this anymore without a tremendous amount of money and experience and IP. So yeah, I mean, we we were kind of looking at it. It's like, this would be fun, but... Yeah, it's it's probably not going to be that. However, there is an avenue if it's real, so let's dig some more. And of course, digging showed that nobody had actually acquired those images or uh copyrights and and there was no Jensen group in California that was you know doing any of this. And so it it became pretty uh pretty apparent mm-hmm. that it was a joke and finally they they let it all out, and especially the what CES they called CCS, CEC in their press. Re- it was C-E-C. a
1: hilarious kek yeah.
2: joke. Kek, so funny. But anyway, yeah, it was uh, it was you know it was sad because you know that we reminisce about 3D effects and, and back in kind of that golden age of 3D when it was really exploding, and I mean the the the, the fanboy wars were insane back then. It was absolutely nuts, but it was fun. And, uh, you know, you kind of had a small taste of that coming back, but then, you know, it was just, just a guy pulling people's chains.
3: But, yeah, no, if you slapped a 3D effects on a 3080, marked it up by 10 or 15%, at the very least, people would buy it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that's Stupid. the right market. I don't see anybody selling a soundbar with 3D effects on it. There's no... It's not like Sylvania fries with it on it,
3: so why would it? be yeah. different. Josh is
0: part of the enthusiast community who was building PCs back then. I'm sorry, not enthusiast, fanboy. Okay, Fan. right. You became beyond that. You became a fanboy of 3D effects, Yes, but the average consumer they see brands like Sylvania and Westinghouse, which are slapped onto TVs, and and they're like, oh, that's a brand I know because it's a brand that's been in stores <laughs> since the 1940s. And they're just brands. I used to sell electronics, well, I've had friends and the cheap stuff was always branded garbage.
3: Because they come over and I've got a high sense TV. So what the hell is that crap? You bought some stupid ass <laughs> crappy TV somewhere? I'm like, no, well, i like, oh well.
0: Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah, right. It's not the company that makes most of the TVs. It's like if back in the day, if no. you bought something from Funai Corporation, like what is Funai, oh. like, uh, the maker of wow. almost all yep. the department store brands? They make just about frickin' everything. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: I so. remember when LG was was that. Yep. They're not that anymore. Yeah. No. Life's not good. LG. Yeah, hey, you remember Gold
0: Star? Oh, yeah. Lucky yep. Gold hey, Star. It's still That's, around. That's LG. That LG. Yep. yep. Okay. Um... Yeah, so 3Dfx not coming back. Uh, I, I feel uh-huh. like 3Dfx is and this is a not a great example. We mentioned Steve Jobs earlier. Remember his company after Apple, Next. 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 next sold, oh, geez. next. Next sold to Apple for some ungodly sum, yeah. even though it was worth practically nothing. nothing. It was in debt, and they sold for like five or six hundred million dollars to Apple, because Apple wanted next step. They were having problems with their operating system development Cop- i think Copeland. BOS was going to be one of the solutions and
1: it could have been their ceo yep.
0: That's at the a time chunk of the area i just forgot about their ceo at the time thought i'll kill i'll get two two for one here i'll get next step and we'll bring steve over as a consultant and of course steve ended up kind of orchestrating a coup and took back over
3: but he, he did look a little bit borgish back then,
2: uh, yeah, but if, if any <laughs> of those guys who got ejected still had stock, true, I think they're okay.
0: Yeah, they're okay. My they point is okay about it. yeah, next yeah. was fully absorbed by Apple. There's no next merchandise. There's no next mini. There are people who were very enthusiastic about next. It was an integral part of the development of the world wide web. and it's a it was a really important mm. platform back then.
2: But, but I really like the cube design, and plus, it was really powerful. They, and had they, next uh, to well,
1: us. it had some innovative uh, in a, you know UI stuff in it. That's true. The, you know, it, hardware yeah. was tricky. My
0: yeah. my point is, and I will not belabor this too much. But three D was gobbled up by Nvidia. Apple gobbled up next. These brands are dead. So when mega corporations own have bought out a brand i don't see those brands becoming the westinghouse rebrand electronics with a soundbar that's all i'm saying i think and i think 3dfx is dead until someone at at nvidia decides you know what it'd be kind of fun to resurrect that brand i think there was some bad blood between nvidia and 3dfx back then mm-hmm. all right uh we have more stories
1: We have two more stories. But not very many more stories. Uh,
0: We need to, yeah, because we've been going for about an hour now. Last, after I cut out a lot of questionable content from the final version of the show. That's what we do here. Yep. uh, Need for Speed. The 27th anniversary, a very important anniversary in everyone's lives. The 27th (laughs) is the most important wedding anniversary, for sure. Mm. Let's
1: never forget.
0: Uh, but
1: uh, I think everybody has the their, for some reason, I think everybody has their favorite need for speed, uh, game yes. or not. My, mine is actually quite early. Mine was like hot pursuit two. Yeah. Yeah. I actually brought back a, uh, an older windows, uh, box just to play this game for a few days and it was so much fun and the soundtrack still very awesome. Loved it. And uh, I think everybody had their, their favorite Need for Speed game over the last 27 years because they've had their hits and they've had their misses. Some of them have not been very good. And speaking of Josh effects
0: uh, when, when you went from software rendered to voodoo, Glide oh. in Need for oh Speed, God. it was a yeah. different game. It was so
2: good. Everything was so smooth looking and high frame rates. And nothing was pixelated because bilinear right, filtering that was, was magic.
3: That was the major thing. It was like suddenly the pixels are gone. What the hell's going on?
1: This isn't a sprite. Yeah, yeah. It it suddenly the game looked like the cutscenes, or <laughs> a lot closer yeah. as a yeah. Like. You know, it's but funny. I enjoyed a lot of these games. Actually, a handful, not a lot of them, because they it's came up with so many.
0: It's funny that you mentioned Need for Speed Two. Brett because LGR did a retrospective this year on just oh, that I didn't know game that. yes I didn't know so check out uh, I don't know if you've heard of him LGR on uh, <laughs> YouTube and you can watch the full retrospective and he goes from software to voodoo shows you the difference talks about how that was the reason he wanted a voodoo card back in the day for this game specifically and it's a great it's a great review he has a good channel uh,
1: with what, how many, one and a half million subscribers now.
0: That's how well, big they're coming out with a new techie. game. Small
1: time. I, I, they've been at this a really long time. I think that if this new game is, is reasonably, reasonably successful, they'll keep at it. Um, to get a lot out of these though, you always need a fairly expensive piece of hardware. Have you guys priced a steering wheel with like force feedback and yeah. pedals Josh and shifter knows. and stuff Josh nowadays? Yeah, Josh yeah.
2: knows yeah. you can get a yeah. reasonable one for under $200. But it's yeah, really I mean, expensive it's to fully T1 enjoy 50, it's TMX. It's just a really now, pricey we're talking edition, direct right? drive stuff that's fifteen hundred and above. Sure, but you can get yeah, good stuff amazing, for below five hundred bucks.
1: Easy, easy. It's still pricey, anyway. and I, I don't know if people are still keyboard warring, you know, worrying these sort of things. I don't know, Josh. What did you have Maybe. a favorite needs, Need for Speed game? Did you play any of them?
2: I played the crap out of Need for Speed 2. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. The classic. That was that was that was a good one. Speaking of, it was more of a Carmageddon guy. Oh. No, no. <laughs> uh before, <laughs> Porsche Unleashed was probably my favorite because that one was, was really good. S- yep. They worked with Porsche engineers on handling and physics and uh the different cars and you know, what they did and how they react and suspension and all these extra. That was that was probably really one
1: of the best. Uh, and, it, titles and it took you through New the 15. history. You could drive mm-hmm. the earliest ones and you yep. you were, you know, capable of driving later and later models, which was actually a pretty cool progression and how they yeah, handled was differently fantastic. and how they felt. Yeah. Porsche Unleashed. I think that was the name of it was was really yep. good. All right.
2: P.U. N.F.S. P.U.
0: Let's move quickly to our last story. Moving. Battlefield 2042. Jeremy, you wrote about this. Technical preview arrives August 12. That's just, do that's you, like Do tomorrow. you like being an alpha tester? Do you like
3: not being paid for alpha testing a game?
0: <laughs> well Yeah <then. laughs> EA's
3: got a deal for you. Oh boy. <laughs> All you have to do is go over and sign up for EA, which you, you've probably done at some point, so you're just going to have to get your uh, password back. And yes, the the uh, the beta it's it's sort of open, and that you've got to apply for it. Um, but from August twelfth to sixteenth, you will be able to take a look at this and find out uh, whether it's going to be great or a, a huge, and incredible disappointment, or somewhere in between. Uh, I mean, if you pre-ordered it, there's another beta you can go for, but you didn't pre-order it, right? You you know that that's not something you do anymore. Don't. Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> and you, you'll be able to play it on, on that sixty-six hundred.
1: Yeah, or and even the, a five-eighty. The, the, the
3: recommended, yeah,
0: well, the
1: recommended <laughs> or the RX five-eighty
3: or a GTX ten-sixty.
1: Interestingly, well, surprise, with the ten-sixty.
3: Yeah, only fifty gigs of free space,
1: which is you know tiny now. Sadly that's enough, one third <laughs> of what it takes to install Flight Simulator. And that's the that's
3: the that's just the the bare bones one.
1: That's yeah. the base. The base. If game. you pop over,
3: you can. No, that wasn't Battlefield 2042 a decade ago. That was 2133. Oh, so they're going back. The one with the Skywalker move and the Max yeah. and the yeah. It was not good. I never
2: actually played that one. It I did. Mad. It yeah. was. I was it given was it almost.
3: But, but they not shut quite as down. bad as Vietnam. BFV, I didn't like that one as and, much.
1: I like... God.
3: There were two maps worth playing on it the rest of the time. It was just
2: horrific. Yeah, but it had DX8 graphics, man. It that water, The water effects. And the forests. Jungle. Oh.
1: Yep. There were a couple of mods that were really worth playing, and I can't remember the name of them, but there were a Forgotten lot Forgotten Hope was probably the
2: best mod for any of the I Battlefield mean, series. Yeah. That might have been it forgotten hope and they had they really adjusted uh you know like you play a tiger in battlefield 42 it's a really strong round but of course you know it it has this huge you know arc to it you and so to it hit blow up but you could avoid that arc so easy and in real life the 88 was it was straight line it was it was a high velocity high energy round that You know, would kill things. And so in Forgotten Hope, they they adjusted a bunch of the uh, actual uh, physical characteristics of of tanks and weapons. So, yeah, I mean, if you saw a tiger coming up on you and you had a M4 Sherman, then you had to adjust your uh, strategy to be able to get hits on him and not get hit by him. And so it was really, really, really a great mod. Played that for ages. Uh, you remember Desert Combat? Yep. D.C. In the original forty-two.
3: Like that was yep. one that just yeah. I that was one of my favorites. That.
1: I remember trying to fly a helicopter off of the ships onto the shore. <laughs> <laughs> you had to. You had, had to it time once. The, you had to time the button pushes to get the lift just right, and so that you could fly it over. And I had I had a, a twist stick at the time. Or, or you had to, you could use the um, the I think it was called the the collector on the, the controller that you had to map it to that you had to get that just right to fly yeah, level collective. and the collective, sorry, thank you. Yeah. 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 But it was it was very tricky to to manage. All right. But I enjoyed uh, that one too.
0: That was fun. Let's move on to <laughs> Moving. Picks of the week. Josh, go.
2: I made the plunge. I did it. I looked at different options and now I finally, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to get the LG C1 OLED TV. Only the 55 inch. I don't really have room for 65 inch even though I was kind of considering that. But that's a good chunk of change. It's almost $600 more for the 65.
0: And and I can enjoy a lot of things. the The rule with TVs is you will never regret going big. You will only regret not going big. I yeah, but I started really
2: really with a 48-inch. And then I went to a 55, and that's been good enough for us. Yep. The prices have gone down on the LG OLEDs. Uh, the C1 is an excellent example. Uh You may even get some of the Evo panels on there the later you buy them, even though you won't be able to access a lot of that functionality just because of, of what it is. But, you know, who knows? Firmware and mods and whatnot can can get you up there but um i'm really looking forward to this it's coming in tomorrow it was a big treat after everything that has gone on over the past year Mm. and we have overcome
0: and i and i love what you've done with your space here this living room looks
2: thank you really thank you yeah no this is my space in the future oh it's
0: like
1: a studio really because i haven't gotten my it's it's like it's almost staged
0: Well, I mean, the, the designer had to, to mock it up for him at his studio, but this is all being Is it real? Tomorrow. Is it RTX? Yeah. Oh, I think this might be... I don't know. Is that this rendered? Is that...
1: Oh, yes, because everyone innovation? has Fresnels in their friggin' living room. Well, I mean, Sebastian is the fern expert. He can tell us if those I'm are real or not. Those are succulents. Succulents.
2: So anyway, 1500 <laughs> is is still a lot of money, but it's not horrible compared to what it used to be so uh you're you're getting a a really a highly adjustable flexible screen um you can do a lot of different stuff with and it's it's up there with like the sony uh what x90j in many terms of functionality but about a thousand dollars cheaper
0: so and sony sources their panels from lg it's just different image processing so Yep. Oh really? I, I thought fact they make their, their image processing No, Sony does not is, make OLED panels, they buy them from LG. Ah, okay. Yeah. And uh their inputs are
2: usually worse. So and it, but it doesn't it's have a yellow done. pixel,
0: Matt. <laughs> hey, it does have a white pixel though. <laughs> okay, the LGs are sure RGBW. Or really RGB and then then just like white. Which it's just allows blurry. them to get brighter for those, you know. Otherwise, the only way to do white obviously is to have all of the subpixels on at the same time. Right. And yeah. You increase the intensity of white by having it. Although I, I don't know, I don't know if C one still does. My B six has the fourth subpixel. Um,
2: now the okay. the C one it does. Okay. I think I've I've seen a picture and it's like
0: oh now it makes sense now. Jeremy, your turn.
3: I went for something a little bit less expensive. Okay. The uh, follow-up uh, to the Logitech C920, you're staring at us, at, which literally is exactly the same thing, except it's got a privacy cap on it so you don't have to buy one. <laughs> but what's usually $100 can now be yours for 70 bucks, mm. And these things last forever and do a really good job. So the, the C925, or 20S, sorry, uh, it's, you know, they're just immensely amazing cameras I, I've been using this thing for forever I ended up buying a second one just in case this thing ever decides to die one day uh, they, Logitech's been selling these for probably a decade now because they're just perfect and you don't want to see us in 4K it, it's it's really not a thing but yeah it's 20 bucks off and there's an extra 10 bucks off with a, a code so and that's Canada uh, US might even be cheaper
0: wow you know the 4K thing. Honestly, I've thought about doing it if we were all doing 1080p webcams because then each of us, uh, each of these little quadrants, would be in native 1080, and the overall feed would be in 4K or UHD. So I mean, think about it. But then we do the the close-ups, and it would be you know, alarming. <sighs> no, don't. We, we just stop hmm. doing the close-ups. Uh, like yeah, if you want you a close-up, never... just zoom in on your phone, and you can look at us yep. in native. 1080p quality manually.
1: All right, uh, Brett. Yeah, I went with an audio pick uh, this week, which looks like a really great deal from Klipsch. It's uh, their uh, 5.1 surround uh, speaker system with a sub that actually has wireless uh, uh, capability here. Um, normally, list price on this is well over $1,000. 349 from Woot. Uh, if you don't have at least a 5.1 system, the uh, reviews that people have posted on this are indicating that it punches well above its uh, its quote-unquote weight for the size of it. Um, this would be a really great entry-level 5.1 system. And the price for the quality of the Klipsch um, system and environment and the fact that you could uh, wire up the uh, the sub, get it placed pretty much anywhere you need, and then it will will work wirelessly. It comes with a wireless module for both ends, of course. Um, for just a the real- sub? yeah the sub is the only one that's wireless but that's the one that kind of gets an unusual placement uh, from a you know room placement right, I know yeah, the yeah. back channel is a little bit difficult sometimes as well so... but the wiring for the front three is usually pretty straightforward because they're fairly right. close yeah. to your your five. one receiver or whatever it is you're using um the sub end usually should end up in a corner fairly far away but in the room well, corner there's one in a corner and kind of tubby in there but i know I know what you're saying it's, yeah, uh, but the you, sub is 2.4
0: gigahertz and it says yes. CD quality so it should be 1644 then I'm
1: guessing. Now, it isn't the only way you can connect it. It's it's of course Link. available as an option out of the box, but you can wire it if if you need to or if you want to LFE channel. Uh, but the, for the price, 349 for a full 5.1 system that's getting fairly good reviews is a pretty good deal right now and it's it's, it's got a sub it's grand. got a mid-range and a tweeter and i mean klipsch makes pretty solid
2: stuff even though they you know they're 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 they that is now 98 dollars at walmart still yeah, is well. a solid sounding thing and it you know much less
1: than 250 back in 2000 when they first released mm-hmm. those these are all um the main speaker in the satellites as well as the fronts and all that are their metallic versions so these aren't even paper mm-hmm. cones they're 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 metallized versions. So, you know, I don't know if that's an advantage or disadvantage. I've never had metallics. Well, it supposedly
2: makes it stiffer and lighter and less uh, that they don't wear over time like paper. That makes sense. Although they still have to have
1: a... They still have to have a foam, a foam support in order to give them, you know, the ability to move air yeah. and all that. So, I mean, that's the piece that I found that wears out most of the time. The cones are generally pretty resilient. Yeah, the surrounds you, would always go first because yeah. they start to disintegrate after about twenty years. And poly—that's uh, one poly- thing about the uh,
2: paradigms that I've got that they—they they don't use a foam. They—they they use a different kind of poly that, mm. so far, oh, still okay. held up nicely that I bought in nineteen ninety-eight. Don't tell my wife.
0: There's there's all sorts of materials out there. It's kind of crazy. There's ceramic. There's metal. There's wood pulp. Like wood-infused paper cones, which is what I think uh, Dolly does.
1: This is a reasonable deal if you're looking for a very easy entry into 5.1 sound. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, Kevlar, BMWs, but (laughs) it's not this kind of show. No, although I have a couple of BMWs, uh, yep. actually satellites. I mean, you could buy a single satellite for the same price as your entire five point one recommendation. Yeah, their
0: yeah, BMW that's bookshelf speakers. It's I think around six hundred and up.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think I paid five hundred for yeah. my BMWs, and they're okay. I
0: I find BMWs well, to have. There's a different kind of sound signature from them for sure. Right now, I'm into the German sound. Oh, I have okay. Canton what? what you, speakers? Oh, okay. you know, the Shisa sound. Canton's that's what sound.
1: I, that's not that what I was going go there, and really, I did really,
0: really <laughs> precise. And the the <laughs> Chronos that I have, Canon Chrono, like 508, five oh eight, or I don't remember what they are, but they they're floor sanders, two and a half way, bottom firing for the port, more bass oh, than they yeah. should be. The, they they have way more bass than you'd think from a fairly compact floor stander, and they are. I, the clarity from well, them the, is second only to my pants, which I do not have. The space bottom, to have set
1: up. The bottom firing on that port probably really causes them to resonate pretty pretty well, especially in the base. They're in not the base as zone picky about very wall even. placement because of it, right? I don't yeah. have to have them
0: mm-hmm. really far out from the wall. Because, Emphasis.
1: Yep. Yeah. They're hitting the plinth on the
0: bottom and kind of dispersing the lower frequencies. But they have usable bass down to 30 hertz, which is weird for a speaker as small as they are. 30 hertz. Yeah. Yeah. That's low. It's quite low. I mean, it's it's like minus several decibels from one kilohertz, but it's still there. All right. Um, That is our show this evening. And do not tune in next week because we're actually taking the week off. We are taking a week off. I repeat. No podcast next week. Uh, until then, thanks for listening and/or watching, and have a good night. Good night. Ooh. Good night, all. evening.